So it's like me telling myself, okay, things don't have to be done my way, right? Like maybe some things do, but for the most part, most of the things we're talking about here don't need to be done my way. And my standards, you know, maybe sometimes my standards are unreasonably high. And why is that? And the expectations, like, where is that coming from? Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotches marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so excited today for this episode because Stephanie and I um, have both struggled with this issue and we see so many people around us struggling with the issue. And we are going to talk about control and being a control freak and perfectionism and all those topics. <laughs> um, and before we dive in, happy Thanksgiving. This episode is dropping the day before Thanksgiving. So we just want to wish all of our listeners a um, wonderful holiday and hoping that you get to spend some time with family and friends and doing whatever brings you joy. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency, or EMF radiation, from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year, we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high-quality, peer-reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects, from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods something I used daily for hours sometimes and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with R. Blank, CEO of Shield Your Body. Yeah, so this topic, Marnie, is so pervasive. We just, we've been talking about it more than you and I. And then as we started diving into it, we kind of realized, gosh, a lot of people in our lives, both individually and collectively, you know, seem to maybe struggle a little bit with control. And we were specifically talking about women here and not to alienate the men that are listeners. Maybe you can listen for some 
know, female in your life and pass this conversation on. But it does seem to be a little bit more prevalent with the female population. Although I will say, like the men that I know in my life, I I think they have control controlling tendencies as well. So I don't know if I agree with that statement. Okay. Okay. Um, well, but we're focused we'll, we'll on the women right now, yeah. right? <laughs> Focusing on the women because we're both women, and so you know we can speak to our own experiences. And I think that one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot as I think about this topic is like why. Why am I trying to control something? Like, what is the root cause or the like underlying reason for that control? And Stephanie and I were just talking about that a little bit. And like, you know, a lot of times you hear that if you've had trauma at a young age, that can lead to controlling tendencies. And as I think about my life, I really haven't had a lot of trauma at a young age. You know, my dad went through told Stephanie drug and alcohol treatment when I was in ninth grade, which is, you know, part of your formative years, but I was a little bit older. And I think that, you know, I had control freaks all around me growing up and that's all I know from. And so for me, I think that it was modeled to me, that behavior. Well, it's just, it's the nurture versus nature. And yeah, you were surrounded by people. It sounds like that were control freaks and that's just all you knew. And, you know, I've been diving into this topic quite a bit um, in therapy. I've been doing a lot of journaling and affirmations and to release control. And I do think for me, it does stem from some childhood trauma that I, you know, shared a little bit on different platforms. I don't know if you want to call it little T, big T, whatever, you know, T you're talking about. It doesn't matter. Like trauma can be it could be like a teacher that was mean to you in third grade and, you know, or someone that bullied you. This doesn't need to be mean that you were like physically or emotionally abused or anything like that. Although that is clearly trauma. But I do think that, you know, my mother was bipolar. She was hospitalized a couple of times in second grade. She was in the hospital for six weeks and wasn't around. And I'm just unpacking this now in like mid to late forties, but I do think that a lot for a lot of people that you're trying to feel safe. And so in order to like protect yourself, you try to control things around you. And that's where a lot of even eating disorders stem from. It's the controlling of the food, the controlling of the workout. And, and just micromanaging, right? Like micromanaging everything around you, how the laundry is folded, how the dishwasher is loaded what your kids wear to school, what your kids eat for a snack. I mean, it's like everything can can be overly micromanaged. Yes. And I and I do think and you know myself and then this topic keeps coming up with my private clients as well. Like why am I so worried about like what my kids are eating or what I'm eating? Are we worried that we're going to become unhealthy. Are we worried that we're going to be sick? You know, and, and where that's stemming from? Because I do think in the wellness space, you know, women especially are looking externally to outside images, media, what other people are telling them to do. And we think that's what we need to do to be happy or to be fit or well. And we're not like really in tune with what's going on inside of us. And we're not like in our body, if you know, if, 
that makes sense for people or just trusting their intuition and like really getting in tune with what brings them joy and what makes them happy and at peace. And just getting into that self-awareness, right? Of if you are finding yourself trying to control something, maybe taking a step back and, and thinking about why am I doing this and what is this stemming from? And if I didn't do this, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, so, you know, I am a culprit of just let me do it. I was telling Stephanie this, like I say that all the time and I never really thought about how that is very controlling. And it's like, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to take care of it myself because it's not that I don't trust that the other person isn't going to take care of it, but it's more like, I don't want to be let down that they're not going to take care of it in the way that I want it taken care of, which is definitely still controlling. So it's like me telling myself, okay, things don't have to be done my way, right? Like maybe some things do, but for the most part, most of the things we're talking about here don't need to be done my way. And my standards, you know, maybe sometimes my standards are unreasonably high. And why is that? And the expectations, like, where is that coming from? So just, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm unpacking this too. And just, I think, bringing that awareness and understanding and then letting yourself release some of that so that you can see, okay, things are still okay. Life is going on. And in fact, maybe you're a little lighter. Well, exactly. Because think about it. When you want to do everything, then you're stressed and you're busier because you're not allowing others in your household to do things. And it could be as simple as making dinner. So this is the big one in our house, because sometimes my husband will say, oh, I'll just make dinner. And then I'll be like, oh, but I had a plan and I have this meal plan and I'm so rigid. You know, I already did the meal plan and we have these vegetables we have to use. And so then I try to control what he makes. And he's like, hey, this isn't fun if you're telling me what I need to make. Like he likes to cook and I do. I try to then control what he makes or I like he'll make part of the meal and then I'll like add on, you know. And going back to the Um, beginning of this conversation about like only women versus men, I will say there is one area that my husband does try to control. And that's when it comes to cooking and like how I'm even like chopping um, an onion or a certain vegetable. And he'll be like, oh, I'll just do it because it'll be his way. So yes, he does have control issues is the bottom line. And they're just different, right? They still do. They totally do. Maybe they come out in his work or, you know, wherever. Like, I I do think men are also quite controlling. I just think that they might control different things. Hey, guys, Stephanie and I are loving this new product from Kion that we have been trying probably for like the last, I don't know, four to six weeks now. It's Kion Pure Plant-Based Amino Acids. It's a premium blend of essential amino acids in a convenient, delicious drink mix. I really like the cool lime and the mixed berry. Um, And these are fantastic for before a workout, after a workout. You feel energized. It boosts athletic recovery. It supports really lean muscle mass. There's all nine essential amino acids, and there's no artificial ingredients, which we both love. 
When I was traveling, I didn't bring them with me and I definitely noticed a difference. So I highly recommend trying. It's it like I said, it's great before and after your workout. Kian also has some other products, a couple we want to mention. They have mold-free coffee, which is fantastic for people that drink coffee. And they also have a great whey protein powder. My daughter has been using it in her smoothies on a daily basis. So we have a code. It's Art of Living. And you can get 10% off single products or 15% off bundles or 20% off a subscription, which is what I'm doing now because I'm using my amino acids pretty much every day. So go check out www.getkion.com and use the code ARTOFLIVING. Exactly. And, you know, it was interesting. So I was gone this past weekend and I didn't get home till very late Sunday night with my daughter. We were out of town for a tournament. And for the first time ever, my husband actually like wrote things on the meal board. Like he did some of the meal planning. He had a plan to make chili and we were going to have that for one or two nights. And then he had another plan. He made this French onion soup. And I was like, wow, I didn't even ask for it. But it was like, I I hadn't done the meal planning yet because I was gone all weekend. And it's almost when you release control that then you end up getting an outcome that you want or that you're happy with. And so it's so awesome. Yeah, that's that's really fun that he did that. And that you were able to recognize that and appreciate it. Right. And I think that even leads into like a little bit of like spontaneity, right? Because it's really hard to be spontaneous if you're controlled all the time. Like if every minute of your life, yeah, if every minute of your life is scheduled and planned, how can you do anything spontaneous? Exactly. It's like the rigidity that you mentioned. I think you mentioned earlier, we were talking Mm -hmm. about And so if you only, if you've done the meal plan or you have your workout scheduled and something comes up and life throws you a curveball or someone asks you to go do something, oh, I can't because I have this workout class plan, but you really want to do it, then you should just stop what you're doing and and go do the thing. Absolutely. Um, And I, I used to be very rigid, rigid when it came to working out and food And I would say, especially like I was telling Stephanie, you know, I don't eat a lot of gluten. I don't eat a lot of dairy. There were points in my life where I was completely gluten-free, completely dairy-free. And I just found for me, I didn't like that rigidity. It it wasn't good for me. Um, Same with the workouts. Much, I feel like I'm much more balanced now. And I still have people saying things to me all the time. Oh, I thought you were gluten-free. And you can't eat that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, actually I can. Like, it's my choice and I can do what I want. And you do you, let me do me. And we're all happy here. Absolutely. I think this is a really big issue for a lot of women who are trying to eat a certain way or eat clean. I have personally been through this. I am on, you know, my own journey. I stopped doing intense workouts several years ago. Um, And the same thing with the food. You know, the other we were, I was in Chicago with my daughter the other day and I we walked by this donut shop and it just looked like it would be like a fun donut shop. And so at three in the afternoon or whatever time it was, I suggested that we go into the donut shop. And you know what? 
I had not had a donut in a while. It was such a good donut. I just said, go in there and get a donut that I would like. And it was, I, we, we split it. Like I didn't just have a bite. I ate half the damn donut and it was so yummy. And that's again, like getting to and the And hopefully you enjoyed it and you appreciated oh, really it. And then it. you moved yeah. on. Right. And I was talking about it with, you know, my kids the next day. And they were like, oh, like they were all surprised. And I just like suggested at three o'clock in the afternoon that we eat a donut. Um, but it's that spontaneity and it allows you to fully be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation about spontaneity with a client the other day. And she was like, I, she's like, I've never like for three hours, she was at a concert, like a last minute concert have been, I didn't check my phone. I didn't worry about anything. Like I was totally in the moment. And I don't think you can be present and in the moment when you're also trying to control everything. And I think for me, that's why I love being outside and hiking so much and taking like nature adventures because I feel like I am so present and in the moment and I don't think about anything else. And so, you know, incorporating like my daily walks into my life, which I pretty much do now under any weather. Um, Thank you, COVID, because now I just that's just part of my day. Um, I think that's helped me personally a lot. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that is really helping me is journaling. And three years ago, when we started this podcast, I was not a journaler. I wanted to, I loved the idea of it. And then I started and it's all about the journal for me and the prompts, but I've, I mean, I, 90% of the days I am journaling and it's just really simple. It's like what I'm grateful for, what, makes today great. Any other random thoughts on my mind? Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. And also affirmations, I think can be really powerful and just like intentions. Like what do you want out of this day or this period of your life or this week? And that's where I've been, you know, releasing control and focusing on like making these affirmations. So whether it's, I am at peace, I'm releasing control, you know, something that you're doing in the positive as if you've already taken action. And that really helps rewire those pathways in your brain. Totally. And I think that, I think it's hard because a lot of us are surrounded by a lot of controlling people in in our world. Like, I think it's a, it's a problem across the board, right? And so, you know, you may see, you may start to notice more like your friends controlling their kids or whatever it is. And I just think having that awareness and not judging anybody by any means, but just noticing and then noticing in yourself the things that you're doing and maybe, you know, what you can do to take a step back and say, you know, what would happen if I didn't do this? Or, you know, what, what would be the outcome and would it be okay? Would I still feel safe? Would I still feel secure? I mean, really it's like a a false sense of safety and security when you're controlling everything. Absolutely. And, you know, ask yourself, I think there's that Byron Katie question that she talks about is, is it true? So like when you're in the moment and you're acknowledging that you're trying to control something and maybe it's because you feel like someone's not going to do it as well as you, or there's going to be a bad outcome. Like just literally ask yourself the question, is that true? Is it true? And most of the times it's not going to be true. Whatever, you know, whatever story you've concocted in your head. And, and try to tune out some of that outside noise because we're bombarded with so much on a daily basis. And even on, you know, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and news and 
you know, your neighbors, like everybody has an opinion and, you know, a thought on something and you just got to try and filter it out in one ear and out the other. And I know that's really hard to do, but I think it's super important. I I agree. And one thing, as much as we love podcasts, Marnie, and audibles and all those things, I've tried to take at least one walk or part of a walk and not put anything on and just be with my own thoughts. I did it this morning. Um, And my workout was just going outside on a walk because it was warm out. And I was like, this is my best chance before it rains or, you know, it's going to get cold here in Minnesota. And it's so refreshing. I think it is coupled with being outside in nature and moving. And all of a sudden you have these thoughts that like just sort of like appear because it's quiet. There's no chatter from outside. Yep. And that's so important to have those moments where you can have that quiet. Like for me, it's always the shower. (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, it's on my walks too, but sometimes I like to just listen to novels on my walks and I kind of just get lost in the book. But um, when I'm showering, I or in the sauna for that matter, I can just totally tune into myself. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I was in the shower for 20 minutes, like <laughs> just kind of zoning out and just but I do have some of my best ideas in the shower. So yes. And you know, you touched on kids a minute ago, like parents. We know we have a lot of parents out there listening. And I think for me, I've definitely tried to control my kids in different aspects, whether it's their food. And I've shared this before that I've done little challenges where I'm not going to make any comments about what they eat or let them eat what they want. So even for dinner, so I'm not going to make dinner or I'll make a dinner. They don't have to eat it. They can just do what they want. Releasing that control and, you know, setting even little challenges with yourself like that. And one area I've personally picked up on recently is with my son applying to college, like I'm trying to control how I think he should go about the process or maybe what schools, you know, I think he should pursue or how he does it. Cause it was, he's just very different when it comes to that than I am. And like waiting till the last minute, I don't like doing that. And so a couple of times I lost my shit um, with him. And then I kind of had to step back and be like, you know what, this is his journey. Like these, he's applying to these schools because he wants to, he'll get it done. I, I need to stop stressing about it and trying to control this whole process. And that's so hard to do. Right. And he's your first one applying to college and you don't know the process. He doesn't know the process. So like, I, I hear what you're saying and it's hard because like you guys are new to this. So I mean, I guess you could just let him go and run with it and whatever happens, happens. There are plenty of kids that go to college with no parental guidance, right? But like, that's really scary. Right. So. Yeah. And it's like, am I doing that for him? Because I know what he wants. I'm just trying to help him get there as a parent and a guide. Or am I doing it because I have some unresolved issue from when I went to school or, you know, and there are things like I didn't love my college experience. So I'm trying to like, I do think that there's some childhood stuff that surfaces and it's just being aware of it and having the conversation with your kids or with your spouse about it too is really important. Yeah. And if you find that you are too controlling or like overbearing in the process, maybe talking to your son or your child and saying, you know what, I'm so sorry. Like I have some stuff from, from my childhood. And I think I just was getting all revved up and that's no excuse. And I 
have faith in you that you can do this and that you know what's best for you. And if you don't, you can always change, make a change, right? Like that's the thing. Like we think that this college is going to be the be all end all experience. But at the end of the day, these kids are 18 years old. They don't really know what they want. A lot of them think they do, but do you really know what you want at 18 years old? I mean, I'm almost 50 and I still don't know what I want. So (laughs) I, I like, they may make a change and that's okay. And that's, I think, hard, hard to swallow, but it's reality, right? And it's a journey. And just like we talk about on the show all the time, your journey to find your art of living well is not a linear path and it's okay. You're going to veer off. You're going to, I mean, heck, I'm not doing what I initially went to school for anyway. And, you know, one way to like reframe it with them, which was I, which I started doing is just asking where can I support you? What do you need from me versus me trying to insert myself? And then he was very responsive to that. He said, okay, mom, I want you now. We're going to go over this, you know, but he controlled the situation. I did not control him. Yep. And that felt good. It just felt like I was being helpful in a supportive way without being overbearing. And I think that's so important as parents because it is so easy to be overbearing and just think you have all the answers and you know how to handle it. And they really need to learn how to manage it on their own, whatever it is, right? If you're just telling them what to do, you know, oftentimes kids will just do it, right? But like, what are they learning from that experience? They're hearing, okay, my mom doesn't have faith in me that I can do this myself. So she's just doing it for me. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, they're going to be all off, whether your kid's going to college next year or in five or 10 years, you want them to be independent and be able to function and make good decisions for themselves. So, and Marnie, you and I have talked about this before. We believe that our kids can teach us just as much as we can teach them. So just because we may be older and we think we're wiser, it's not necessarily the case because we want our kids to be able to tune into their bodies and their intuition too. And that starts at a very young age. And I think as parents, by allowing them to wear what they want for the school picture or choose a snack wisely, then we are just allowing this, you know, this nice growth and development so that we're hopefully they're not having these conversations when they're almost 50, right? About trying to control their kids. (laughs) Absolutely. So, I mean, today, really, we wanted to give everyone food for thought. It's something Stephanie and I have been talking a lot about and thinking a lot about. And, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, some some tips to, you know, start the process would just be like being self-aware, knowing, you know, tuning into yourself and noticing when you're being controlling or maybe noticing when other people are being controlling, like I said earlier, not in a judgmental way, but just paying attention. Cause sometimes if you see it in someone else, chances are you may have that inside of you too. Yeah, absolutely. And we would love to hear from you guys how this episode resonated with you. Do you want a part two? Is this something that we should dive a little bit deeper into and where we can where we can support you? And if it's not this topic, we always love to hear other suggestions for guests or topics that you want Marnie and I to come on and chat about. So yeah, let us know. And we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And um, I know for me, my kids are coming in town, two of them from college, and I am so excited to spend the weekend with them and hopefully be spontaneous and just have, like, I'm making no very few plans. I just want 
awesome family time. Yes, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be here, which we normally are for Thanksgiving. My mother-in-law's coming into town for almost a week. We've got a you know, hockey tournament and other stuff. And again, just I am looking forward to my kids being around more because that for me is, you know, it's all I want. It's what makes me, brings me joy. Just you have to, to cherish have that time with those babies that aren't Absolutely. babies anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful holiday. Yes. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.